When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Wednesday, February 24th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, we're, we're getting closer to uh, you heading out to, to spring training. This is, uh, <laughs> yeah. Are, are you feeling it yet? Is, is, it, is, is it real? Joe, I, I haven't been on a plane in about a year and a half, so oh, I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little paranoid about that. But yeah, I'm, I'm getting kind of excited. I, I don't know what I'm going to see out there with the thing locked with the camp locked down, but it's, it'll be nice to watch some games. It's as, as, at, at least I think we'll be able to watch games. I mean, if they're letting fans in the stands, we should be able to get in the ballpark to watch some games. Whatever you're going to see, you're going to see it through a chain link fence. I think is the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the most likely scenario. Uh, day seven of Indians training camp uh, going on uh, as we record this. And yesterday we, we found out a little bit about the pitching situation and, and how things are going to start uh, lining up for Terry Francona and the Cleveland Indians. Uh, it's going to start with a uh, three-inning inter-squad game. Uh, a couple of starters and a couple of relievers are going to get a chance to go uh, a couple of innings here uh, early on as the Indians will take on the Indians before they take on the Reds. Yeah, you know, I think uh, they wanted to play the Reds in a B game. But uh, I don't think David Bell, uh, the Reds manager, said they didn't have enough. They didn't have their pitching lined up the right way. So they're going to play an inter-squad game. Uh, Savali uh, will go two, and uh, Logan Allen will go two, and then uh, two lefties, Kyle Nelson and uh, and uh, Ghost Anthony Ghost will uh, back those guys up. Right, and it just looks like uh, they're they're starting to get things lined up. For when the games start, when the, the actual games start and, and they can have guys in a regular rotation, you know, uh, they could probably have Aaron Savali ready to go in a game, uh, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, sometime during during next week if he's if he's throwing today. Uh, the other thing we found out was that Cal Quantrill will be the starter in the first game, uh, the first exhibition game taking place Sunday uh, between the Indians and the Reds. Yeah, uh, Quantrill, the guy that uh, came over, one of the six players that came over uh, in the San Diego deal, uh, pitched pretty well down the stretch for the Indians out of the pen, and I think he got a couple starts, and he is in contention for the fourth or fifth job in the, in the rotation this year. He gets the, the game one start. I, you know, I don't know if he'll go two or three, two or three innings, probably depending on his 
pitch count right right off the bat there in the couple first couple innings, but uh, he's been one of those guys that uh, has been in Goodyear most of the in in the Phoenix area most of the winter, and he's been training, so I would think he's ready to go at least three if his if he doesn't run into any uh, control problems in the first couple innings. Right, I think uh, I think the Indians' mantra, and it's been uh, it's been repeated by a few of the starting pitchers that we've talked to. The Indians' mantra uh, for the pitchers was, you know, be ready to go three uh, right from the start uh, in in spring training. Uh, get yourself conditioned, get yourself built up, so that you can go out there and, and throw, you know, three innings. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them cut him off after two, but. Uh, it, 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 it seems like these guys are, are lined up and, and, and ready and, and sort of in line. Uh, I think uh, Shane Bieber is supposed to throw live batting practice today. We're talking about a guy coming off of, uh, you know, COVID-19. And we saw how COVID-19 affected Miles Garrett during the Brown season. Apparently, yeah. apparently Shane Bieber got lucky. Uh, <laughs> lucky again. This guy's, guy's pretty lucky in life. Uh, he got um, such mild symptoms that he's already back working out with the team. He's pitching live batting practice today, and and that could set him up for beyond uh, next week. Yeah, he could be. You know, he he told reporters when we talked to him the other day that you know, like you said, Joe, he's going to throw BP today, live BP, and then be on a five day program. And you know, you do the math, simple math, which is good for me. Uh, that would put him in line, and maybe you. Uh, you know, starting Monday's Monday's uh, second exhibition game. So that'll be something, uh, you know, we can, you know, fans can uh, kind of, uh, you know, zero in on and see how the uh, defending ALS uh, Cy Young winner uh, does first time out of the gate. Right. Other pitchers uh, scheduled to throw live batting practice today, besides Bieber, uh, include Blake Parker, uh, Adam Pletko as well, uh, Phil Maton, uh, Anthony Ghost, uh, Kyle Nelson, and Scott Moss uh, are all scheduled to be on the mound in some capacity, uh, pitching live batting practice. And the group that they uh, will be facing includes uh, the starting infielders, guys like uh, Cesar Hernandez, Jose Ramirez, Ahmed Rosario, uh, along with Eddie Rosario, Jake Bowers, uh, Oscar Mercado, Josh Naylor. Uh, Jordan Luplo, Framil Reyes, those are all guys who are going to get uh, this round of live batting practice uh, taken today. So, you know, it, we're not there. We can't necessarily follow along who's hitting what, but this is sort of the first time, the, fir the first action of, of these guys getting out there in a, you know, not really a game situation, but at least it's not in a cage facing a machine. Yeah, these guys, it's interesting. It's always fun to watch the early, the early stages when uh, the pitchers start throwing live BP, the hitters just kind of roll into camp and they're facing like 95 miles an hour right out of the chute. Nobody swings. It's, uh, and, and well, some guys swing, but there's a lot of broken bats involved and a lot of watching, tracking pitches. Yeah, I remember Eddie Murray um, when, when uh, early batting practice would uh, be taking place when he played for the Indians with uh, in Winter Haven when they trained in Winter Haven, he wouldn't even get in the cage for the first three or four days. He'd just stand behind a cage and track pitches as they came in. And he used to say, there shall be no wine before it's time. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and eventually he did get in the cage, but he wasn't, he wasn't, he didn't want to face any hundred mile an hour 
or uh, you know fastballs or uh, some from some crazy rookie trying to make the club. So yeah. he, was, he, he, he wasn't was, out there facing he wasn't out there facing Jarrett Wright at all or anything like that. No, uh, Bartolo Colon. He, they, no one wanted to face a young skinny Bartolo Colon back then. Because uh, you didn't know it was going ninety eight, but you didn't know where it was going at that time. Yeah, and it uh, sizzled, Joe. It, it it made a sound. His fastball sizzled when when I was standing behind the cage listening to it. And it was, that's the first time I've ever heard it. And it was a man, that was a scary sound. <laughs> I remember asking Sandy Alomar back in, God, it could have, it could have been, you know, 2000, 2001 spring training in winter Haven. I remember asking Sandy Alomar about catching Bartolo Colon's fastball. And I said, you know, does, does it hurt? Do, 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 can you hurt yourself catching a, a you know, hundred mile an hour pitch like that? And Alomar said, no, it, 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 it comes in. It's really light. It, it, he said, it, I remember him telling it, it came in light, which I, you know, I, it, it just sort of conjured an image in my head of, of, of him just picking each, each, uh, you know, yeah. like that. But again, that to, to hear that, that he's throwing that ball 98 miles an hour and it's coming in and it feels light. I, I guess that was something I took away from, from what Sandy said. With Indians baseball right around the corner, there's never been a better time for you to register for Indians Subtext. Our subscriber-based service gives you the inside scoop and analysis on the Indians. For $3.99 a month, you get everything we're hearing and the first word before things are announced. We text you big breaking news directly to your phone, even before it's up on cleveland.com. And you can text us directly with your questions and opinions. It's a great way to avoid the trolls on social media and it's the only way to get your questions and comments on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Why should you sign up? Here's one of our subscribers, Bill from Arizona. I think it's great the way uh, uh, you guys have handled it this year and appreciate the fact that, you know, you usually, uh, when you're able, respond pretty uh, quickly, either just to me or to, you know, to, to everybody. And it's nice to have a little insight on some things and then maybe an hour or two later, the story will break. I kind of feel like I'm sort of, you know, on the QT in the know and it's fun. Bill and all of our Indian subtext subscribers agree. There's a lot going on with the team and the best way to keep up is with Indian subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians or text Hoinsey or Joe at 216-208. Four three four six. Again, that's joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians or send a text message to 216-208-4346. We look forward to having you as a member of Indian Subtext. Going back to the Indians and, uh, you know, the, the batting practice, I, I did see video yesterday of Tristan McKenzie on the mound uh, throwing live batting practice. And like you said, Roberto Perez, one of those veteran guys, he was, he had a, a foot in the box. He, he, was, he was there watching the pitches come in. I didn't see him swing. I saw him shake his head a couple of times, but, but McKenzie looked like he was pumping it in there. Yeah. McKenzie is, you know, piggybacking off Quantrill, you know, uh, Sunday, he'll, he'll be, he'll follow him to the mound. I would imagine he's going to go two or three, you know, at least two innings, you know, to keep in, uh, to keep in the groove to uh, continue starting. And when, you know, the, uh, when they, they cut down the roster and you've got to start, you know, and they lengthen out the starters, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll break off and start his own games. But, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see Tristan as well, because a lot of questions about him, 
can he hold up over the full season? Will he make the rotation? One, I guess, and then can he hold up over 162-game season? And how will the uh, Indians manage him? Yeah, I think uh, a, a lot of us uh, who cover the team and, and maybe a lot of fans who follow the team pretty closely are, are making a lot of assumptions right now uh, as, as camp is just getting underway. They're making assumptions. Oh, you can, you can slot Cal Quantrill and Tristan McKenzie in in those, that four and five spot in the rotation. You can put Emmanuel Class A uh, in, in. He's a, a lock to make the bullpen as one of the, the top four guys in the, in the back end of that bullpen. But again, you bring up the point. He he has to show that both guy, both McKenzie and Class A, for different reasons, have to show that they're they're healthy and that they're, you know, able. I mean, Class A was away from the team for a year. He he didn't get the the kind of instruction that McKenzie got at the alternate site and then up with the team in, in the big leagues. Uh, is is it going to be? Are we assuming too much? that class A has got a spot in the bullpen right out the gate? Yeah, that's a great question, Joe. And I think, uh, you know, um, you know, you, no matter how hard you throw, you've got to prove it. You've got to be able to, uh, you know, go out in the field, out in the mound and throw strikes, keep, stay under control, not walk the ballpark and prove you can pitch in, you know, leverage situations. And, like you said, uh, Class A missed missed the whole season of doing it. Even though it was only sixty games, the Indians didn't have their eyes on him for those sixty games. He went to the Fall Instructional League, and they saw him there, and he looked healthy. But you still haven't seen him, you know, in the seventh, eighth, or ninth inning. Obviously, he did fill that role for the Rangers before they made the deal, the Corey Kluber deal. But that was two years ago, and uh, you know, A is he healthy? B you know, is he, is he, is he, what's his endurance like? You know, obviously he doesn't have to have the same endurance as McKenzie. This is a guy that's going to maybe come in and throw 25 pitches, 30 pitches max. And, uh, you know, McKenzie is a guy that's going to have to pitch five, six innings. But still, it's a, it's a question mark. Right. Class A basically just has two months of major league experience under his belt. That's it. He came up uh, in August of 2019. And he pitched August and September. Uh, he made 21 appearances, uh, pitched 23 and a third innings, uh, sparkling ERA 2.31, uh, you know, 21 strikeouts in those 23 innings. Uh, I am sure that since the Indians have gotten their, their hands on him in their, their pitching factory that, you know, those, those strikeout numbers will definitely climb at, at some point, given the stuff that he has. But uh, again, just the, the the lack of experience and the the missing of a year and uh, the, the timing of it, uh, I, I would not be completely stunned. Uh, you, you hear, mark my words on February twenty fourth. Don't be completely stunned if the Indians don't open the season season with Emmanuel Class A in the Major League bullpen. I, I'm I'm sh I'm sure it will happen because he's just a he's a fun weapon to have back there, but. Uh, you know, it, it could happen. Just he could, they could send him down for the first month of the season. Uh, there, there are Terry Francona's standard reasons for doing so. Uh, you know, bringing a young guy, he's, he's only 22 years old, bringing a young guy to Cleveland in April is, is no fun for that guy sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, and another reason, Joe, you, you've got Blake Parker, Oliver Perez, um, uh, Hembry and Shaw in camp for a reason. Those are veteran guys that are pitched at the end of the games pitched in leverage situations. You didn't bring them in just by accident. And usually 
you know, in, in the past, with the exception of last year, in the past, you know, the Indians have kind of built their bullpen uh, by adding a couple pieces from uh, guys that have come to camp, veteran guys that have come to camp on uh, minor league deals. That's exactly what Terry Francona said yesterday uh, when he was asked about whether uh, it, it will be an eight-man bullpen. And he, and he confirmed, uh, yeah, from the, from the start, it looks like it's going to be eight guys. Uh, given the Indians' number of uh, off days that they have, they have a, quite a few off days there in early April. Uh, so it looks like you've got maybe three, four veteran guys who could fill the, the last couple of spots, plus a long guy like a, a Plutko or a Logan Allen. Uh, and eight-man uh, bullpen looks like it's going to be the thing for, for Terry Francona. And Francona's got to be loving that. I mean, he can't have enough relievers. And, uh, you know, with the restrictions off, what was the restriction last year? You couldn't have more than 14? It was 13 and 13. 13 if you were, it was yeah. a 26-man uh, roster, and it was 13 and 13. Yeah. And now the restrictions are off because of COVID. So, uh, you know, that would be, what, eight and five? That's 13. I guess. I mean, he could add another guy if he wanted to. So. <laughs> right. It, 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 which would be interesting. A, a nine-man bullpen. I, <laughs> I mean, they could. It all depends on how many outfielders they're going to carry, right. which is a whole nother podcast that we can do. <laughs> because uh, is, is Framil Reyes an outfielder or a DH? And, and how many guys do you need to fill out? The, the nice thing about that is that Eddie Rosario gives you at least one guy that, you know, you can pencil into the outfield lineup uh, that, that, that might, you know, cut down the need to have another platoon guy. Yeah. And I, I like the fact that, well, right now you, you've probably got like at least three kind of locks for that pen. Don't you think with Karen check, Whitgren and Maton, probably those three guys, I would think have a pretty good shot at Stan. And, you know, we, we've kind of bracketed class a, but, you know, if you're going on arm strength and velocity, you know, I, you know, he's got a shot. He's got a pretty he's good shot. He's probably your number one. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of velo and, and arm strength. Uh, don't forget Oliver Perez, though, because he's, he's, he brings the left-handed, uh, you know, aspect of it. And I, I just really got the vibe from, from Oliver that that was going to be the case. Like he's, he's pretty much going to be, uh, looking and Carl Willis told us himself, he's like, yeah, we're going to have a lefty in the bullpen. Yeah. And those guys, some of those guys, you know, they come to camp on those minor league deals, but it's kind of a, a wink, wink minor league deal. You know, he said, come in and, you know, we'll add you to the, uh, tw you know, we'll add you to the 40 man roster, you know, two or three weeks into camp and uh, we'll go from there. All right. So uh, moving forward, looking ahead to uh, the rest of this weekend, really, uh, it, it, these are these are sort of these days right now that are going on where we don't get there, there's no like results really for us to to share uh, in, in terms of no no games played no uh, we can't really evaluate from a distance how the position players are doing really it's just uh, the the guys coming in talking about how good the pitching staff looks uh, right now uh, what are you looking for over just the next three or four days? What's, what's sort of like the next benchmark for the Indians uh, as, as they move forward in spring training, or, or is it just getting to that first game? I think it's getting to the first game, Joe. I mean, you got the inter-squad game, you know, they'll play that, and uh, then you go from there. And, uh, but you got to, you know, the inter-squad game, which Frank Cona doesn't like, but, I mean, they got no choice but to play them. 
And, uh, you know, then you get the, the first Cactus League game and then the whole, you know, you kind of pick up speed a little bit to spring training. You know, what I, I know I've told you this before, but Bobby DiBiasio had described spring training in three phases. One, you can't wait to get there. Two, you can't wait for the games to start. Three, you can't get, wait to get out of there. So, you know, they're, they're, they're easing up on uh, phase two. Yeah, we're, we're, we're firmly in, in phase two right now. Uh, can't wait for that first Indians exhibition game on Sunday against the Reds. And looking forward to getting into the grind of uh, the daily life in the Cactus League. Hoinsey, we will be in touch after, uh, uh, you know, sometime tomorrow for another podcast. We're, we're going to get to talk to Jose Ramirez today. So uh, really looking forward to that. Got to ask Jose how the offseason went uh, for him. And, uh, you know, I think, I think Nolan Jones is also on the schedule as well. Yeah. So that'll be fun because uh, we've got maybe the current third baseman and the third baseman of the future, because you know what Tito said, they're not moving, you know, uh, Nolan Jones, he's going to, you know, at least start camp at third base. Right. At least for the beginning of camp while the, while the big leaguers are here, Nolan Jones is the third baseman until then. All right. We'll talk to you again tomorrow here on the Cleveland baseball talk podcast. <laughs>